Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, Toronto writer and commentator. Twice a week, I offer my take on the world, from craven politics and unchecked ambition to secret sauces, bitter loss, and fist-pumping redemption. The stories to live by. Quirky, high-style, tear-jerking, funny ha-ha, sometimes funny peculiar. My tales don't walk down the sidewalk and browse in the windows. They sneak into alleyways and come out onto different worlds. Alex Brown narrates each mini-podcast to bring to your ears what you see with your eyes in my twice-a-week blogs. And now, today's episode of Ramsey Writes. There's no denial like systemic denial. Written by Bob Ramsey. We now know that systemic racism is largely unconscious because it's baked into our culture. It took the remains of hundreds of Indigenous and Inuit children to make Canada understand its own systemic racism. And in the U.S., the death of George Floyd changed how we view race by reminding us of so many other Black men and women who have died at the hands of police. But these deaths, by craven indifference in the case of Canada's children, and by craven involvement in the case of America's Black people, also exemplify the power of systemic denial. I define it as institutionalized cluelessness on an industrial scale about things that hurt just as many people as systemic racism. Two recent and egregious examples of systemic denial are ripe for similar treatment. My hope is what we knew to be true of other parts of our lives, but carefully avoided, will change just as quickly and dramatically as our awareness of systemic racism did. The glare from what we're now being forced to see simply can't be avoided anymore. The first case involves sexism in the Canadian military, or rather, at the very peak of our military. In the past few months, five generals and admirals have either been charged with sexual misconduct or dismissed from their jobs. Retired General Jonathan Vance, who is Canada's top commander, is charged with obstruction of justice in relation to allegations of sexual misconduct. His successor, Admiral Art MacDonald, was placed on leave following similar misconduct claims. Then, Major General Peter Daw was redlined after he provided a character reference for a soldier's sentence for sexual assault. Then, Major General Danny Fortin was removed as the head of Canada's vaccine rollout because of sexual misconduct allegations. And, last week, Lieutenant General Stephen Whalen, in charge of all military personnel, was put under investigation for sexual misconduct. If I were a woman looking to serve my country, I would likely not choose a career in the Canadian military. Not just because it's sexist, as all militaries everywhere are, and not even because Canada's military leaders seem to be deeply sexist in their actions, but because even the general in charge of investigating sexual misconduct complaints, Peter Daw, wrote a character reference for a soldier after he was found guilty of sexual assault. That is systemic denial, a state of active unawareness of reality. When Justin Trudeau says our top brass just don't get it, he's right. The real tragedy is that there are bound to be more revelations of sexual misdeeds from among our general class, and with each one cutting away at the military's relevance. Next up, the Roman Catholic Church, which has been lying and hiding about its pedophile priests for hundreds of years. But it took a French government report last month 
that revealed 3,000 priests had assaulted 216,000 young boys since 1950 to highlight another quality of systemic denial. That is, the vast number of people it affects. Because sexual abuse by priests is everywhere, and no one, save a few potbangers, is ready to talk about it, the idea of everywhere and no one means abuse can thrive in unspeakably large numbers for unacceptably long times. What else could explain the Catholic Church's response to abusing young Canadians for, well, hundreds of years? On the one hand, last month the Canadian Conference of Catholic Bishops finally did apologize to the thousands of young Canadians its priests had sexually abused. But that still leaves the Church to explain how it raised less than 15% of the $25 million it promised in 2006 as part of a settlement with Ottawa with no plans to raise more. It used to be that the church and the military were two of the most powerful branches of society. Now they're in danger of being consigned to the irrelevance bin. But maybe there's a glimmer of hope here. If I believed I should be a Catholic priest, I might have second thoughts right now. The same with joining our military. But right after the end of the Vietnam War, when America's military morale was brought to its knees, a cadre of young officers joined the armed forces, precisely because they believed that the worst times are the best times to change things for the better. Let's hope. Today's Ramsey Writes was read by Alex Brown. For more information on Bob Ramsey, his work, and all the other things he does besides writing, go to RamseyInc.com. That's R-A-M-S-A-Y-I-N-C dot com. <laughs>